Today on The Girl Defined Show, we're going to be chatting with Alyssa Baird, soon to be Alyssa Petrenko, who is in a relationship, soon to be married to Andre from Ukraine. And we're going to be talking about how she managed that long distance relationship and tips for you as well. All right, y'all. So it's just me, Bethany, here today because I am conducting an interview with the one and only very famous younger sister of mine, Alyssa Baird. Alyssa, welcome to the Girl Define Show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Okay, well, so, with, with you. <laughs> honest confession, though, we, Kristen and I are like all about the podcasting being on the stage and we're constantly roping you in and you are very <laughs> gracious to join us. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so much fun. I love getting to talk with the sisterhood. It's so fun. It is so fun, but you also have so much wisdom to offer them. Mm, and Thank you. Okay. Those of you who don't know, Alyssa is going to actually share her entire story. And the reason we're bringing her on today is because she is, okay, maybe not an expert with long distance relationships, <laughs> <For sure not. laughs> but you have successfully <laughs> been through a long distance relationship. I mean, cr- such a crazy story and we're going to get mm-hmm. into it, but you literally went from being so single, like no single no, as a Pringle, single as a Pringle, mm-hmm. and then met an amazing godly yes. man from Ukraine and are on the verge of getting ready mm-hmm. to pick up your entire Woo-hoo! life and move to Ukraine. And <laughs> somehow you managed to long distance, get to know a man half a way across the world, successfully date, get engaged, and soon to be married. So there's got to be there's got to be some wisdom in there for <laughs> us. Um, but before we jump in, I want to rewind and I want us to hear this story because sisterhood, you, if you have ever wondered if God can bring you a man, this story is going to encourage you like crazy. I mean, I am a woman who did not get married until she was 30. Alyssa is going to be 28. Mm -hmm. So we know about the weight. We know about the difficulty of wondering Mm -hmm. if God will have someone for you. And now I do want to point out that Kristen and I did actually write a book, Love Defined, which is all about relationships, romance, um, how to know if the guy is the one, all of that stuff. So if you're like, okay, I am really into this topic, definitely grab a copy of Love Defined because that's where we're going to take a deep dive into everything to do with guys, relationships, romance, dating, everything like that. But today, we are specifically focusing on long-distance relationships. So Alyssa, rewind with us to, I don't even, you know all the dates, so rewind with us to just before you met Andre. How old were you? What were you thinking as a single? And then how in the world did you meet this man from Ukraine? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's so crazy. When I think about it, I'm like, this is such a crazy story. Only God could have brought about totally. for sure. Um, so let's see. It was 2019 when I first met him. So before that, um, rewinding a little bit, I was very single right before I met him. I had gotten to know several different guys over the years and um, none of it just, it just didn't work out. And I was very single. I was involved in my church's young adults group. I was involved in like a small group. I was serving, doing ministry, volunteering, um, but I was very single. So you were saying that you were getting around. Yeah, you I was getting around. Like hiding uh-huh. at home. Like you were I, available. Mm-hmm. That's right. I was not hiding in a closet. I was getting around. We had parties. We would host. So I was very intentionally available. Um, But hadn't met anyone that really sparked, you know, had that little spark for them. So I was involved in, like I said, my church's young adults group. I knew some great people from there. And I had a, we had a, I had a mutual friend who um, contacted me and said, hey, I've got some 
friends from Moldova that need, you know, connections here in San Antonio. They're going to be coming to your church and I'm out of town. Is there any way you could like host a party for them and they could get to know other people? So crazy and so random. (laughs) Um, But because this friend knew our family was really into hosting and having people over, hospitality, all of that, he knew we would be a great fit. So I was like, well, this is so random. I've never met these people, but sure, why not? Um, So we had like a share night with these friends and I met them for the first time. They were super sweet um, and we just had a great time. We connected. And who were were these people, like guys, girls, married, Yeah, so they were, yeah, that's a good question. So they were two guys. Um, One was married, one was engaged and they were just so sweet. We had great conversation. They loved the Lord. They had solid relationship with the Lord. They were doing ministry in Moldova, sports ministry. Um, So it was just so neat hearing from them. Yeah. Um, And so the next day, that was on uh, Saturday. So the next day was Sunday. And, you know, I go to church like normal. Um, You know, it's the same crowd at church like normal. (laughs) All the same guys that I know like normal. And I'm sitting there and, okay, I'm a normal girl like anyone else. And I notice on the front row sitting with like some of the leadership at our church was this very tall, handsome guy. And I was like, wow, he's really tall and handsome. Like, where in the world did he come from? Okay, did you evaluate his hand? Did you see, like, did he have a ring? Was he single, married? Like, did you know anything? I think I was kind of trying to observe, but I noticed he was there by himself. So I was like, okay, well, no, I don't see a wife. (laughs) (laughs) So he's, you know, I'm kind of like, wow, who is this guy? And I'm kind of observing him during the, you know, worship in the sermon. It's like, oh, praise the Lord. Yes, (laughs) he seems very focused, very (laughs) intentional during the service. And so I'm like, okay, you know, it never works out ever. Like you just, you see them, but it's like, oh, well, that was nice. And they move on and you move on. For sure. Always. Always. And so I, you know, church ends. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, you know, he's over there. I'm not going to go make a big, bold move and introduce myself to him. Um, And so my Moldovan friend that I had just met the night before comes over to me, the married one. He comes over to me and he comes really close and he's like, I have someone I want you to meet. And I'm like... I just met you. How could you have someone for me to meet? So that guy, the man who was yes. married man or gay uh-huh. man or whatever, that you had just met yes. the day before comes up to you like you're good friends and right. says, I have someone to meet. Yeah. Crazy. And so I'm thinking like, oh, probably like a girl that he wants me to meet and, you know, make a connection, maybe a ministry or something. And so I'm like, okay, that's great. Yeah, totally. I want to meet someone. And he starts walking me over, 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 over to this guy and he's like oh Alyssa this is my good friend Andre from Ukraine and I'm just shocked like what is happening right so now the tall handsome guy that you saw in the front row yes. you're now meeting yeah crazy what? and so the my Moldovan friend introduces us and then he just he's out of there he just bounces and it's just me and this tall Ukrainian guy talking oh my Goodness. So he was clearly matchmaking us, which was, was fine it, with me. Wait, was it obvious in the moment, or I? It was obvious from my point of view, like, <laughs> oh, this is for sure a matchmake, and now it's just the two of us talking, and we don't know each other at all. So we stood there and talked for a while, and he was so sweet and really kind, um, asking me questions about like my trip to China, and just we had wow. a great connection. It was so sweet. Um, so that was kind of our very first touch point. We we met then and then I think maybe the next day he like friended me on Facebook. Mm. Um made that move. The big the move. move. And from there not much happened. So wait, so he's you meet him for the first time. Mm-hmm. He, how much longer was he in town because obviously he doesn't live here. Right. 
So he was in town for maybe like a week more okay. and nothing, nothing happened. Did you see him anymore? I didn't. So I saw okay. him that one time. We became Facebook friends and then that was it. And he went back to Ukraine. And he went back to Ukraine. And wow. I was here. Like, well, that's a disappointment. So, <laughs> Bummer. Okay. How, what were you thinking during that time and how did you handle it? Because you obviously thought he was like super right. good looking. He seemed really godly. He's obviously mm-hmm. like a missionary. The godly men is introducing <laughs> you, trying to yes. matchmake you. So were you, I mean, your friends on Facebook, right. did you just kind of give up hope or were you praying about it? Yeah, that's a good question. So I've got to like think back to that yeah, time. What was I experiencing? Um, so obviously, like I said, my, I wanted to get married. You know, I was yeah. 27. I really wanted to get married and have a family. I was really excited for that season of life if that's what God had for me. Um, And so, obviously, I thought like, hey, this guy seems really godly. He loves the Lord. I'm attracted to him. He's in full-time sports ministry. How cool is that? Um, So, I was drawn to him and there was like a connection there. But you know, nothing really happened. He friended me on Facebook, but there wasn't, he wasn't messaging me. He wasn't really reaching out. Um, he clearly knew where I was yeah. if he wanted to contact me. Um, so there was a wrestle. And I remember talking to my mentor about it. Like, hey, I really like this guy. From what I can see, he seems super amazing, but like, he just doesn't necessarily seem interested. And I'm not really sure why. Like, he's not making the moves. Right. I'm a great option. And he's I not making he's moves. really great. Yeah. Yeah, and so it can be confusing and it can be hard. And I I think, like, thinking back, that kind of – when you're interested in someone, they're not making the moves. You don't understand why. It seems like you had a good connection, but nothing's happening. Yeah. That can be such a hard place Yeah, because it's such a place of just surrendering. Like, okay, Lord, you know where I am. You know my desires. But, like, I really have to leave this in your hands because totally. there's really nothing I can do unless I am chasing him down. Um, and so I, I just remember talking to my mentor and her encouraging me, like, hey, you need to really just trust the Lord with this. You can mm. be praying about it, but really trust the Lord that he will, you know, if he wants something to happen, he'll lead Andre to say something or y'all will see each other again. But really just leaving it in the Lord's hands and, and not trying like, to take control. <laughs> we'll see each other again. Yes. Oh, what am I nope. on my way to Ukraine? <laughs> I know. Not wow. happening. So did you make any contact with him during mm. this time that you didn't see him? Yeah, that's a good question. So let's see. That was the beginning of 2019. Okay. Um or that so, might have actually been the end of the end of 2018. Man, so my dates are like all mixed up. Over like yeah, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, this is talking. a while ago. Um, and so it was the time where we were just Facebook friends, nothing more was happening. Um, but I didn't feel comfortable reaching out. So he after um I'm trying to think. Let's see. I think after that, we maybe like liked each other's posts on mm, Facebook. Like, oh, you liked minimal. my photo. Very minimal. Like, yeah. I liked his photo. But I just didn't feel comfortable reaching out and like messaging him at that point for for our specific situation. I just felt like, you know, he knows where I am. We met. He friended me on Facebook. If he wants to reach out, I think I'm just going to leave that in his court. Yeah. So. Yeah. And y'all, I mean, yeah. literally barely knew. Right. Knew him. We barely knew each other. I knew a lot about him. Um, he gave me like his ministry website info. Yeah. So I'd read about him. I knew, I knew like a lot in that sense. But yeah, we weren't like super close friends. So. Let's see. Fast forwarding, he uh, came back. Oh, oh no. Here we go. Okay. Oh, I'm giving away the punchline. This is a great story. So I, you know, months pass. It was like six months pass. And it's like just literally like, half a year, right? Yeah, half a year. Half a year. And so I'm I'm still single. I'm still doing my thing, you know, at church, serving, whatever. Um, but 
but still very single. Yeah. And thinking like, oh, you know, of all the people I know or I've met, like, he seems really cool. And I probably would like him the most of everyone I've met so far. But, you know, nothing's happened. And so I walk into church one Sunday and I'm sitting there and to my absolute shock, (laughs) I look across and I see him sitting in the front row. And I, I'm just shocked. So, so you haven't had any contact. No. You made that one point of contact <laughs> right. six months before. And then yes. you have no idea he's coming. He didn't send you a message no. like, hey, Alyssa, I'm coming uh-uh. in to talk to you. Zero clue. Zero. You walk into church and there is yeah, your, there he is. your crush. <laughs> right. My Ukrainian crush. Like, are you kidding okay, me Okay, wait, right that's now? funny. You did call him. Yes. She would call him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this was hilarious. She, after she met Audrey, she started calling him just kind of like as a joke because it was so far-fetched. Yes. Y'all. Like, literally, this idea of her and Audrey ever ending up together seemed so far-fetched. <laughs> so she would just joke about it. Like, oh, my Ukrainian crush, uh-huh. you know. Yes. But, I guarantee you it was like 0% any of us ever thought no. like, that it would actually go It was almost somewhere. like a joke. Yeah, it was like, almost like a joke. Like that so, person that lives across <laughs> the world. Ha ha ha. Six months later, you walk into church. There he yes. is. Six months later, there he is. And I'm just so shocked. Like, this guy, what <laughs> in the world? He just keeps popping up. And so I'm like whispering to my sisters, like, guys, oh my gosh, you'll never <laughs> guess who's here. And they're like, what? Your Ukrainian crush. And so, you know, I am just so distracted, obviously, the entire sermon and thinking like, oh my word, like, I I want to go say hi to him, but like, oh, I don't know. I was kind of nervous. <laughs> yes. And so church finishes and um, I see him Like, he's talking to some people, and, you know, I'm talking to some people, and, like, oh, we're not really talking to each other. And I see him go over and start talking to my parents. What? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, here's my chance to go talk to him. And so I'm, like, on my way to go talk to him. Like, okay, now I can go say hi to him. And then right then, this always happens, somebody comes up and is like, oh, Alyssa, I really need to talk to you about something. my goodness. And I'm just, like, watching in the distance, like, oh, man, my one chance. Feeling like I want to be nice to you, but I kind of want to punch you, too. Uh Uh (laughs) Get out of my I love you so much, but why right now? And so, of course, I stop and I talk to this person and then I I see out of the corner of my eye that he leaves the building. Oh, my goodness. And I was just so sad. Like, are you kidding me? So disappointed. Like, bummer. Um, and so after church, I'm like, well, that was a disappointment. Yes. Like, bummer. I didn't even get to say hi to him. Like, I was tied up talking to someone, so he didn't even have a chance to say hi. So I'm with my my some of my sisters and I'm like, oh, man, explaining. Like, guys, it was such a bummer. I didn't get to say hi. And they were like... Well, like you should just message him and say, "Hey, like I'm I can't believe you were in town. You were at my home church. I'm so sorry I didn't get to come over and say hi." And I was like, "Well, that's true. Like that would be a nice friendly thing to do, you know. <laughs> like message him and say, "I'm sorry I didn't get to say hi to you." And so I'm like, "That's a great idea." And so oh I message him, "Hey, I'm so sorry I didn't get to say hi. You were at my church. You know, I I feel bad that I didn't get to say hi to you." And just a friendly message. Yeah, just a quick friendly message. No big deal. And so he responds and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get to say, you know, hello to you. I was in a hurry with the people I'm staying with and they needed to leave. And so I had to leave with them. But I would love to see you while I'm here. Oh, and so I'm like, snap. I don't know if you're just being nice and saying that or you really mean it, but I messaged back like three dates I was available. Like, well, I'm free Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, if you are. Or any other time that you're available, or, I will make it yeah, happen. Yeah, any other time. I'm so free every day. So he's basically saying now he wants to see you. So yeah. then what happens? So I message him like, hey, I'm free these times. Like if if you actually like want to see me or whatever. And so he's like, okay, great. Like, why don't we grab coffee one afternoon? I'm like, 
okay. Just the Perfect. Two of you. Just the two of us. So the day comes. Of course, I'm so nervous. We go oh, out to coffee. Goodness. You know, it's, I, I don't know what it is. I'm yes. like, is this a date? Is this just coffee? I have no idea. And so we're talking. We're relating on books we love. Oh, like, oh, he goodness. loves Tim Keller. So do I. And, you know, we're just having such a great time hearing about his ministry and what I'm up to and all of that. And, and so then, you know, it was wonderful. We probably were there for like two hours. Oh, my goodness. And then the coffee ends and I say goodbye to him. And then he's gone. He Ugh. goes back to Ukraine again. Wait, so you saw him that one time on that trip. Right. You've got to be kidding. Crazy. <laughs> so crazy. And so afterwards, he messaged me like, hey, like you mentioned, um, you know, like the Tim Keller podcast on like singleness, which are so great, by the way. Yes. And he's like, oh, could you send those to me? So I send those to him. And then that was that. No continued messaging. What? Nothing. Like, and so what? Were you feeling like, okay, he just for sure just thinks of me as totally as a friend, yeah. nothing else? Yeah, for sure. Like, well, he probably just thinks like I'm a nice, nice girl here in America, yeah. a nice Christian girl that could maybe, you know, Benefit pray for his ministry or something. <laughs> support, financially support, support, support I don't know. the ministry. <laughs> I'm thinking like, okay. well, that's so strange. But you know what? I don't understand, guys. So, so this is now like what? Early, mid-2019? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think like Early. spring of 2019. Okay. So then fast forward to your next meeting. You don't have right. much interaction. No. And then... Obviously, he had to come back at some point. Mm -hmm. So when did he come back? So he came back in the fall of 2019. So he came back. Normally, I found out later that he came back about twice a year for conferences, sports conferences, ministry-related things. Um, And so I had learned this from him when we were at coffee. Like, hey, I normally come back about twice a year. Like, hmm, interesting. I'll remember. Clearing your calendar. (laughs) Clearing my fall calendar. So I, right before the fall, I messaged him and said, hey, like, a lot of times uh, we'll host events for, like, missionaries at our house. And we'll do, um, we'll have a time of, like, sharing. We'll have a meal together. And it's just a cool opportunity for other young adults in our church to hear what's going on, you know, missions-wise out there. And it's it's actually very normal. We've done this many times. Not Which just is for, true. Not just Which for cute single guys. It's true. It's true. So I messaged him saying like, hey, would you, I know you're coming in the fall. Do you want me to set something like, like that up for you? And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. And, you know, like I'm really interested in coming to any other v- events that you've got going on. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, man, I am going to have so <laughs> many events going on, boy. Because <laughs> you were known, to be fair, you were known yeah. in the community, the singles community, the friends as like the planner of things. Right. So it wasn't uncommon for you to plan a lot of events. This was back when life was open and people could get together and, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. so you were literally like, it was not uncommon for you to host like right. multiple events, sometimes yes. even in a week. It's so real. it wouldn't have been weird for you to invite him no. to a lot. It wasn't right. just like, oh, now I'm going to plan stuff. Right. It was very normal. Yeah. It wasn't random. I was really um, involved in my young adults yeah. group. I was leader in the small group there. And so I just had kind of a position of planning things. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, And so I messaged him and he was like, yeah, I'd love to come to, you know, any events you've got planning. I'd love to meet other young adults. Like, perfect. So the fall comes, fall 2019, November. He comes back. I plan like a basketball (laughs) night at our park. I plan a game night. We have a fall party. I plan a share night for him. I've got all these events lined up. like, I will plan as much as possible. I am going to see you this time. So... 
I see him, you know, at the basketball night, like, oh, he's athletic. I see him at the game night. You know, he's just having fun and laughing like, oh, this guy, he's so well-rounded. He loves all the things. Um, And so we've seen each other at, you know, multiple events. And it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, he leaves in like a week. Still hasn't said anything. Nothing's happened. And, you know, really in my heart, I did have to surrender it. Like, I don't know if he will ever speak up. Like, I don't know if he is interested at all. And I just have to trust that the Lord is going to lead and guide and, you know, whatever happens, like God is in control. But it's hard. Like, I, even though I'm, you know, engaged now, I remember that that was really hard in singleness, like that unknown. Like, could this person be my potential husband for the rest of my life or is this going nowhere? Yeah. Like, that's a hard place to be. And I remember just that that wrestling. Totally. Well, and you did such a good job of being intentionally available, planning stuff, mm-hmm. not being shy. Like, okay, well, he's going to have to chase me yeah. down. Like, you made yourself very available, right. but not to the point of, like, do you like me? Will you marry me? You right. know, you right. were just very much like, hey, I am so available, and mm-hmm. if you speak up, I am there. Yes, but totally. it was hard because not only <laughs> – it's not like you were just like, well, maybe next time. It's like mm-hmm. he's going back yeah. to Ukraine, you know? Right. Okay, I do want to say, though, I remember at that fall party, he was there, <laughs> and I remember he, Andre, so specifically was seeking out different members of the family. <gasps> Like he was talking to Kristen or parents or whoever, so much like trying to make a connection. And I remember Dave and I, we got there late. And as soon as we walked through the front door, he came zooming over. And I literally like barely knew him. But immediately in my head, I was thinking, okay, no one else at this party came zooming over trying to meet us. Like, I don't know. Uh I mean, now we know he was thinking something, but... It's funny because he yes. was kind of trying to make moves, you oh, know, yeah, like trying totally. to get to the family. It's, right. It's like he was doing the best yes, he could for he being was, literally totally. from Ukraine, not knowing oh, yeah. anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. And, you know, like, uh, I think we've we've said this, girls have said this before, but guys think and process differently than girls do. And sure. so it can be really confusing. Like, I know for me, before he said anything, I was confused, like, by his behavior. Like, okay, mm. it seems like... I'm here. I I feel so available right now, you know, at this party. And it just seems like you are making zero efforts to come talk to me (laughs) or things like that, where it's like, oh, my goodness, like if I were you and I were interested, here's what I would do. So anyway, fast forwarding, we had these events and it was great. He was about to leave in a week. And I was like, oh, well, I just I'm not going to force myself on him. He knows where I am. He's, he got my number. He's so aware. If he'd like to say something, I'm so available. For sure. Um, But I really felt for me personally, like I just wanted to leave that in his court. And if he wanted to say something, then he would. Yeah. So it was about a week till he was going to leave. And I was feeling pretty discouraged. I remember telling some of my friends, like, you know, I just really don't think he's interested. And I am disappointed. Like, it's disappointing. He seems so awesome. And it just doesn't look like it's working out. And back to square one, yes. which and that's, that's hard. hard, you know, yeah, so hard. And it's crazy because you, not only was he so amazing mm-hmm. and godly and all those things, but he was involved in missions, which is right. something you specifically yeah. had a passion for. So it just seemed like, God, this is perfect. Like, why right. Why won't you make this happen? Like, don't you see how awesome this could be? Right. You know, and exactly. it's crazy because behind the scenes, God was working mm-hmm. and God was working totally. in Andre's heart. So what was going on with Andre during these next few days? Yeah. And what happened to the point where you did see mm-hmm. him again? Yeah. So... 
like it's true in most situations, like when you're interested, but you're not sure, there's a lot that's going on in their heart and mind and you don't know the behind the scenes um, unless you somehow know it. (laughs) But a lot of times you don't know what's going on on their end. And so I didn't know that behind the scenes, he was really wrestling. Like he was very interested in me. He really Mm -hmm. liked me. Um, He felt like, wow, we have a lot in common. And it, I just seemed like a great person to him, but he mm. was wrestling because he didn't know if I would be willing to move halfway across the world to join him in his ministry there. That that was a huge risk for him. And so for me, it just seemed yes. like, oh my goodness, like speak up. What's the problem? But for him, it was a humongous risk sure. um, because it wasn't just like, hey, do you want to go out to coffee and mess around and have fun? It was, I'm. he's very intentional yeah. and he would be asking me to leave my life here and to join him in a completely different country, culture, everything. So it was a huge thing for him. So he was wrestling with that. Um, and being, you know, the mature, wise person he is, he sought counsel mm, from some godly men so that he has, he knows here. Um, and those godly men encouraged him to just go for it. Like, <laughs> hey, she loves the Lord. She's, you know, involved in this church. She's been involved in missions. Yeah. Like, you should just go for it. She's, you know, seems kind of interested. She's around all the time, yes. you. So just go for it. And so he talked to several different guys, and they all said the same thing. And so he was like, okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to go for it. And so I was at work, <sighs> and I got a text from him asking if I wanted to go out to coffee. And, you know, like in my confused emotional state at the time, I remember seeing the text and thinking like, oh my goodness, he's just asking me out to coffee to tell me he just wants to be friends. (laughs) And I've probably just been so obvious and he's kind of embarrassed for me. I was, you know, it was crazy. I remember you saying that, like, guys, he's just, he wants to tell me, like, he wants to take me out to coffee to tell me he doesn't like like me and to chill. Yeah, just chill, girl. (laughs) That's what every guy does, Yeah, always, every time. So we went out to coffee and, you know, we're just chatting, whatever. And basically, after talking for a little while, it came down to it that he was very interested. He really liked me and he saw a lot of things in me. Um, but he just wasn't sure how I felt about moving. And that was like, that was a deal breaker for him. If I wasn't willing to move, then it just wouldn't work because that's his life there. Yeah. Well, and it's not like he was asking you to marry him right then. Right. Exactly. If the relationship went well, he would be asking you to move to Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. He didn't want to get you going down Mm -hmm. a road where you didn't know what to expect, you know? Yeah, exactly. So he to be very like honorable and upright and forward with what what he felt God was calling him to do. Yeah, exactly. Which... Which is so amazing. Like, he wasn't messing around. He wasn't just trying to mess with me. He really wanted to be extremely intentional. And he wanted to be really honest with me up front. Like, hey, this is what, you know, if this worked out and someday we got married, here's what this life would look like. And I just want to be really honest with you up front so you know kind of where I'm, where this might be headed. Um, So he shared, you know, his heart. He shared Mm -hmm. all about, you know, his ministry and, you know, his interest in me and everything. And I was really excited. Like, wow, well, I'm so glad to know you were interested in me. Like maybe you were freaking out on the inside. Maybe I was freaking out. Like, oh, my word, he's interested. Everything makes sense now. Um, And so after that, we he met with my dad, which I just, you know, like, I'm so grateful because my dad's a guy. Andre's a guy. They can have that really good conversation just as men being able to talk and kind of get to the heart of things. And my dad, who loves me and cares about me, to understand kind of where Andre's coming from, even in a deeper way. 
So at that point, we started an intentional relationship and it has been long distance ever since then. Well, and I think the interesting thing about long distance is what we're specifically talking about here is that oftentimes long distance relationships are put Mm -hmm. in a position of how they have to go about getting to know one another in a way that um, someone local, you don't have the same opportunity because Andre was literally going to leave in a week Mm -hmm. and he was going to be back in Ukraine. Yep. And so you couldn't just say, oh, I'll see you again. It's like, I'll see you in six months, you know? Yeah, exactly. For y'all, it was hard because it's like, if he speaks up, Mm -hmm. you have to kind of get really intentional very quickly um, and take advantage of the time because you don't have the same opportunities Mm -hmm. as other people. Mm -hmm. So I think for someone who is considering a long distance mm-hmm. relationship or even is in one, right. you understand that it's it can't work the same. You have totally. to view getting to know someone who lives far away, whether it's states away or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know countries away. It doesn't mean you have to go fast, but I right. do think there's a level of intentionality totally. that you have to add on when you yeah. agree. Oh, absolutely. Um, because it's just that, yeah, it's the nature of the relationship. Like, okay, we can't just hang out and do normal things like other yeah. people. We can't just hang out in groups and get to know each other or just see each other at church or be in the same small group or whatever. We are just FaceTiming, yeah. the two of us. And it's it does feel very intentional. And I don't think there's in, – in a long distance, I think that actually can be a really good thing. Totally. Kind of putting your cards out on the table earlier on um, so you're not spending all of these months – on long distance, sure. you know, doing the long distance and then find out like, oh, well, that wasn't yes. such a great idea. We were just yeah. messing around for months and months and months and then bummer. Yeah. So we wanted to be really intentional with our relationship as, you know, from the beginning, early, early on. Um, and so something my mentor recommended to me was going through a solid Christian book together. That's a great idea. Um, yeah. And just discussing it. So we'd read a chapter, you know, chapter or two separately, and then we would come together on our calls and we would discuss what we had read. And it was a way to keep our calls intentional and to keep them kind of focused and not just to waste time on a FaceTime call, but to really be, um, you know, understanding each other's hearts in a deeper way. And the book yeah. could ask questions maybe that you wouldn't think to ask. So that's like, that would be a huge thing I would recommend for sure. Other people in long distance. Did you start that like pretty much as soon as he got back, or how soon did you start going through a book together? Um, I think we started it pretty early on. Okay. Um, and you know, it was something that I initiated. He is from Ukraine, where things are a little bit different there as far as relationships go. So I wasn't intimidated, like, oh no, he must. You know, as a Christian man, he must initiate every single solid thing in like, the way that you would in want. the way that yeah. I would want exactly. And so I thought, like, hey, this is a really great idea. What do you think about this? Yeah. Like, I was thinking we could go through a book and discuss it. What do you think? Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. Well, and you know what's interesting is because in Ukraine, and I know that, like, in the Christian community there, there are mm-hmm. not a lot of Christians there. Right. So it's like when you find someone that's a solid believer, mm-hmm. you kind of just get married quick. Yeah. So <laughs> it's true over there. It yeah. Was, uh-huh. Like you have to realize, like, the cultural differences yeah. are, you know, and you may be in a long distance relationship with someone who is you don't have that cultural barrier Mm -hmm. but I know with you Alyssa you did have not only the long distance but also the cultural differences and so you were having to express some of like I don't know the things that you wanted because he mm-hmm. didn't he came totally. from a culture where they did things completely differently yeah. and you weren't necessarily like hey we are two solid believers let's get married yeah. you know next <laughs> week you were like I right. kind of need some time yeah. so you did have to really express what right. your expectations for the relationship would look like totally. and that was very important oh yeah for sure absolutely because you do you are two different people you know and unless you grew up in the exact same community you're gonna have differences and I think 
the the goal is being able to work through those differences and communicate about them and not just get discouraged the first time you realize yes. you're different because you're going to be. He's a guy, you're a girl, you come from different, you know, whatever. So just working through those and talking about it. And that was huge for me. Like, I have to communicate this because he can't read my mind. Oh, Absolutely. wow. <laughs> okay, so I wish we had like five hours to dig into the oh, entire story. And we'll have to have you again on again, like after you get married and probably from a distance from, we'll have to do like a Zoom call or something. But I want to get to some of the nitty gritty. Okay. So we know you start this long distance relationship and getting to the point of engagement is where like every girl's like, how well, how do you actually get engaged? How do you know? We know you're engaged. We know you're getting married literally very soon. Mm -hmm. um, And you're very excited about it. Everyone is on board. Right. So can you give us a few practical things like what were the most helpful things that you and Andre did to get to know each other Mm. um how was your family involved how Mm -hmm. was your Mm -hmm. dad involved yeah um how did you involve people from his community Mm -hmm. because I know y'all are really close to a couple that he's very close to so can you just give us a few bits of insight about how if someone is wondering like how can I intentionally Mm -hmm. get to know someone long distance totally just give us a few practical things that y'all did yeah absolutely so like I mentioned going through a book can be an awesome, awesome resource. Um, Along with that would just be other things that like podcasts, sermons, listening, reading the same thing, and then talking about it. That brings up great conversation. You can get to know their heart better. It's yeah, that's a super awesome way to kind of have intentional conversations. It can kind of lead the conversation in some ways Um, because it can be long distance can be hard because all you can do is talk most of the time. And so sometimes it's like, what else do we talk about? We, We talk all the time. So having a book or having a resource that can kind of encourage, guide, conversation can be super helpful. And y'all did, I know, The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller, right? We did The Sacred Search. Okay, The Sacred Search. Did y'all listen to the podcasts? Yeah, the, yeah. The mm-hmm. Marriage The podcast. Meaning of Marriage podcast by yeah. Tim Keller. Okay, so y'all did that. Super y'all did great. The Sacred Search right. book. Right, um, Okay, so those are two great yeah, resources to start with. super great resources. We read some articles, some different things. Um, the I think we went through the questions 136 questions <laughs> yes the girl define questions yes those are awesome we actually have those for free so i'll include a link below um so you can download those for free it's basically a list of 136 questions to help you get to know someone else deeper further and it's really if you're in an intentional relationship mm-hmm. so that's a great yeah, conversation it was a piece. great resource super great so highly recommend that um and then the other thing was i have a good relationship with my dad he's a solid believer and i really wanted andre and my dad to be able to get to know each other. You know, like if we get married, this is going to be his future son-in-law. And I would love for my dad to get to know him. And I would love for my dad to be able to just have those conversations that, you know, guys can just have and they can just get to know each other in a way that's really special. Absolutely. Um, and so I asked my dad about it. Like, hey, what do you think? Asked Andre about it. What do you think? And they both loved the idea. Like, oh, that'd be awesome to get to know each other better. And so my dad and he started meeting once a week and they just, you know, would meet on Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. And they would just have great conversations. Um, And I think later on, they started going through a book together and just having solid conversations together. And that was so reassuring for my heart to know I wasn't walking the long distance journey alone. Absolutely, There was someone else that was getting to know him, understanding him better and could give me helpful feedback. And that was just so, so helpful for me. For sure. Huge. Yeah. Those are really, really good practical Mm -hmm. things. I mean, I know he did get to visit a few times. Yes. And y'all were extremely intentional during those visits. You did not... 
waste time. Yay! We were very um, intentional. And the part that made y'all's relationship even more interesting was that um, basically right after y'all became official, COVID mm-hmm. hit. And so Crazy. not only were you long distance, but then yeah. you literally could not get to each other. Right. You literally were yeah. locked. Things were shut down. And so you crazy. had to do like more long distance yes. work to get to yes. know each other than anyone else. Now right. tell us the truth. Was it difficult at times and was it hard? And did you question like, because it was so hard, mm-hmm. did you ever question like, well, maybe it's just not right because yeah. it's so hard to communicate. It's so hard to get right. to know each other. And what gave you kind of the endurance to persevere mm-hmm. in that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it can be long distance can be really discouraging at points um, just because you want to be able to do normal things with this person like, oh, go to the store or like go to the park or just see each other at church and you can't. And so it can in some ways kind of heighten and make things seem more difficult or like, oh, maybe you have a small conflict. It can make it seem even worse because you're not there with each other. Totally. Um, And so there were points, especially when we were separated for months because of of COVID, um, there were points where I was just questioning, like, okay, am I even the right one for him? Like, oh, this is so difficult for and sure. this is so long and will this ever end and how will it ever end and how will it ever work out? Um, and so that was really hard. But having really solid people in my life, my mentor, my family, people that could speak truth into my life and help me kind of refocus, like, hey, here are great things that you love about him or yes. here are things about yourself or here's just truth or like, hey, let's spend some time in God's word or let's pray. Sure. All of that helps just kind of, okay, refocus, reevaluate. And, you know, I'm not saying that you just need to push through anything. There yeah. are times, many times where you're in a long distance relationship and it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, you may discover something about them or you may just find you're not the right fit for each other. And so being open to that as well, Absolutely. like, okay, what do other people think? What do I think? Where's the yeah. Lord leading? So you want to be open to that. But don't let just the little bumps in the road because of long distance, the tension that that brings, discourage you because that's normal. Yeah. It's going to be there. One of the things I love that y'all did is y'all did a lot of um, pre-engagement kind of mm-hmm. counseling. And then um, yeah. y'all have since gotten engaged, which mm-hmm. is a story for another day. But um, obviously, you not only did y'all very intentionally pursue um, getting to know one mm-hmm. another, but then God was working and really brought y'all together. Yes. Um, but I love how y'all really sought um, counsel together mm-hmm. individually yeah. and then have continued doing that even over, you know, with him not being able to be mm-hmm. here all the time, y'all mm-hmm. have had to do a lot of even engagement counseling, yeah. pre-engagement counseling, right. whatever it was over Zoom. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about what that um, kind of like counsel, pre-engagement and engagement counseling mm-hmm. looked like doing it with someone who's not here? Right. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, things, the world is becoming smaller and smaller. And especially now we realize with COVID how possible things are yeah. online. Um, so don't feel discouraged. Like, oh, we're separated. We we can't do premarital counseling or we can't do pre-engagement yeah. counseling because we're not together. You can totally still do it. It just might look a little different and that's yeah. okay. Just be different doesn't mean bad. Um, so for us, we, when I knew he was coming to visit, um, a little bit, you know, later on in our relationship as things were getting more serious and we could kind of tell the direction of the relationship, um, when he came in town, we met with one of the pastors at our church that he also knew. And we met with the pastor and his wife and we had mm. basically a couple hour session of pre-engagement counseling. So, so this wise. was before we were engaged. 
they had us go through um, like a test, an evaluation kind of separately. And then they had the results and they brought it, you know, us all together and talked about some of the things that were maybe differences or could be Mm. potential areas of conflict. And that was huge for our relationship. Like, okay, here is this godly couple that's giving us insight and wisdom. And that was huge. That was a huge, I think, turning point for both of us when we realized like, okay, I think we're pretty much 99% sure we want to marry each other. That was huge. And so then after we got engaged, um, we started meeting online with a couple Mm. um, also from my church that are like mentors to Andre. And we started doing pre or we started doing engagement or premarriage, premarital counseling. What's it called? Engagement. Yes, premarital. Premarital. I'm calling it like pre engagement and engagement. (laughs) I don't even know. I was messing it up. The counsel you get before you get married. Premarital counseling. When you're engaged. (laughs) So we started meeting with them online because he's there, I'm here. And so the four of us started meeting on Zoom and we meet once a week and they just give us godly insight and wisdom and they ask great questions. And it is so, so amazing to have an outside perspective on our relationship. And it's so comforting and just brings such a level of peace and assurance. It's wonderful. I can't recommend it enough. Well, and helps to prepare you for this not only new life, Mm because marriage is an adjustment in and of itself, but then moving to another country where you literally are learning one of the hardest languages, Russian. You don't know many people over there. I mean, that's a lot to prepare for. And so I love how y'all have been so intentional to focus Mm -hmm. a ton of time on the marriage, not just the wedding. I know as you know, when then we can get so excited mm-hmm. about the wedding and the dress and right. what every single detail and we can kind of neglect the actual mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. the covenant totally. that we're going to be entering into. And I love how much time you and Andre have invested into mm-hmm. pursuing counsel, pursuing wisdom, mm-hmm. seeking advice on how to communicate, seeking advice yeah. on differences in every area. And I think that your relationship is going to be set up for so much success because of that. And it's a lot of work, you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of time. It's, it's sometimes it awkward because you're like, okay, we're talking about a lot of stuff with people and, yeah. you know, like, we're really not together. Yeah. We're on screen. So. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah. Um, so for the girl who maybe just needs a little bit of encouragement. Maybe Mm. she just needs to know, like, she's feeling discouraged. Maybe she's single or she is in a Mm long-distance relationship and it's hard. What can you say kind of to wrap it up about trusting in God and trusting in His sovereignty? Like, from your experience Mm -hmm. and just His Word, what's a word of hope you can give to the listener? Yeah, that's so great. Um, I would say that it's, you know, it's okay if it's difficult. Like if you feel like, oh, this is difficult. There's so many things we need to work through logistically. That doesn't mean it's not possible. Mm. And I know there are so many people that aren't even willing to step a foot near long distance because yeah. they're, they're nervous about just the difficulty of it. And obviously it's not for everyone, but I would say it's, it's okay. Difficult doesn't mean bad. It's just another level that you get, you get to work through. Um, but really, like I've said before, um, the bottom line in any relationship is just holding it with an open hand. Mm -hmm. God really is in control and he will give you an answer one way or the other. He's going to show you if this is the person you should marry or not. Um, And that can be, you know, just by, you know, in getting other people in your life, having them see your relationship, having them see him, see you, um, God's word, prayer, just really focusing on like, okay, God, I trust that if you have led me into this, you will lead me out of this, whether that's marriage or not. 
And so I think really just trusting the Lord. And the other thing I would say also is just don't do it alone. Mm. Um, It can feel very isolating being in a long distance relationship. You feel like, okay, I'm the only one kind of experiencing this from my community. Like other people don't know him or they're not around him. It's just me. The joys and the sorrows, it's just me and him. But you don't have to do it alone. You can get other people involved. It just might take some creativity. Plan Zoom calls with your friends and with him. Plan calls with your parents, with your family, with your best friends. Don't do it alone. Get other people involved. And I think it'll just, yeah, it's just more fun that way too. Absolutely. That's such a good word. And, you know, we are so excited for you because you are going to be married very, very so soon. soon. It's been a long journey. Um, You have grown and matured and grown in your relationship with God in ways that you never would have if it weren't for this journey. And it's just so clear that God has really brought you and Andre together Mm -hmm. and just the support from everyone on his side and on your side and the support of your mentors and Mm -hmm. your pastors and your family. It's just a beautiful story. And it's a reminder that God is still in the business of writing beautiful love stories. He has not given up on raising up godly men. He hasn't, you know, thrown in the towel (laughs) and been like, okay, no more relationships. So I just want to encourage you as the listener to know that God cares. He sees you. He sees your story Mm -hmm. just like he had a perfect plan for me, for Alyssa. Mm -hmm. He has a perfect plan for you. And Mm -hmm. whether that includes marriage or not, you can trust that God is sovereign. He is good. And he has your best interest in mind. And you can open up your hands as difficult as it is and surrender. A passage that has always been super helpful for me in the area of relationships is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not Mm -hmm. lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So just remembering God will direct your path if you're trusting in the Mm -hmm. Lord with all your heart. If you're not leaning on your understanding, he will direct your path. You can trust him. Amen. (laughs) Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We're definitely going to have to do a part two at some point in the future once you are married and settled in to get more of the engagement, wedding, um, kind of an update on how life is going, living in a new culture, a new, a whole new place. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate it. And um, I hope this was helpful for you as a listener. You can head on over to our Instagram at Girl Defined and, you know, join the conversation over there as well, or leave a review, leave a five-star review if you like this conversation and you want to see more interviews like it. Um, We really appreciate you joining in with us and we will see you in the next episode.